we can't expect to be able to do the same things every day as women and people who bleed. We can't, we're, cyc we're cyclical beings. Mm -hmm. And this is a huge, huge wellness practice for me at the moment is to really remember that and honor that. Hi everyone, I'm Al Daniel, yoga teacher, coach, writer, and now host of this podcast, Well Actually. In this podcast, we will explore well-being practices and self-care that actually work, getting into the nitty-gritty and sometimes uncomfortable aspects of what's really needed to live a life truly well. Join me and my expert guests in honest conversations about how to take ownership of your physical, mental and emotional health, cutting through the fluff so that you can make this year your best yet. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to Well Action. Welcome back everyone to episode two of season two of Well Actually. Following on from last week's truly epic and inspiring conversation with Radhika Das, which so many of you have sent me great feedback about and shared, thank you, I love it when you do that. This week I am chatting with Francesca Filippa. Francesca is a facilitator of brave, creative and healing spaces, offering somatic movement, sound, poetry, storytelling, activism and more to help people find their most authentic state of well-being. She is truly, truly unique in the wellness world and this conversation really reflects that. Many years ago, she came to London from Glasgow to pursue her ambitions as a performer, but after experiencing burnout, she began to experiment with healing practices. Fast forward to today and what she offers is a fascinating blend of art and wellness, something she calls her true spiritual practice. Just a further note to say that if you're listening with children in earshot, we do get pretty real in this chat and therefore there will be swearing. So please take that into consideration when listening. Thanks so much for checking back in. And the music you're hearing on this episode is by Polena. Locked in a cloud, but I'm gonna make it out cause I got something that they don't got. All right, welcome Francesca to the podcast. Um, I like to kick off by asking, are you well actually? Mm, ill. Am I well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should actually title it like, are you well with an E at the end, actually. <laughs> that would be excellent branding, wouldn't it? I don't know if it would be a bit narcissistic, but... Maybe a bit. <laughs> But I love play on words. You do. <laughs> I literally like if all else fails in my life, I'll be a pundit. I've said that since I was a little girl. So yeah, are you well? Actually, could be you. Okay, maybe that's an evolution for when you become a narcissist in your midlife crisis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, am I well? Actually, so this is a really interesting question because I don't think there's like one straight answer. I can give you for that mm. no um one it's like what is the definition of wellness and two where am I where am I at with my own definition of it mm. so right now I feel I feel really really well in some aspects of my life and then really really shit in others mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel that <laughs> <laughs> it's both I feel like it's never an either or it's a both and and yeah the whole I'm fine culture is something that I'm very conscious of you know mm. yeah I'm good I'm well thank you how are you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it's quite a loaded question actually it is a big one <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm well, and I'm also struggling in, in spaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you said your def your definition of wellness changes. Can you tell mm. me a little bit about where it's at right now? Your definition, your working definition of it. Yes. Thank you for saying where am I at right now? 
because this is actually a big thing for me is what where am I right now and can I show up as that and let it be enough Hmm. so my, my mantra at the moment which is something that's like right at the forefront of my mind which is why it's on the tip of my tongue is wellness to me is I show up however I am wherever I am and let that be enough Hmm. and also what that means to me is like wellness is full expression Mm -hmm. full expression of that and it's such an edge for me because it's what I stand for it's what I teach it's what I facilitate and I realize when I'm being called into what I teach it's like, whoa, this is a big thing you're asking people to do. <laughs> and I do it and I show up. And then there are times where I really don't want to show up as that. I don't want to show up as the truth. I don't want to show up as expressing how I actually am. Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah, gosh, that's got me thinking because it's so easy to put on a front. I mean, when I'm teaching people and I try and be myself but actually you're right there are those days where you just do pull the wall up a little bit yeah maybe disguise it as professionalism or whatever else but actually it's probably hurting you in the long run isn't it totally and actually that's really the essence I've been journaling recently a lot on this and you said it there wellness is literally just being myself hmm love that you know Mm -hmm. wellness is being myself and other people being themselves you know because it's really hard to be ourselves when we're around people that are not doing that Mm. you know and do you think that's the that's the the job maybe the job's not the right word of the teacher of the facilitator because if you show up like that then people feel that they have that uh, permission, if you like, to show up as they are as well. That's exactly it. And it's interesting that word you use on permission because showing up as ourself is the most natural thing we can actually do. Mm. But we've been conditioned to not do that, you know, to mask and I definitely played that role of the performer and I am a performer right I'm a poet I'm a musician I'm an artist came to London 17 years ago to do that Mm. and so I'm very well versed in that you know yeah but when I stepped into the role of facilitator teacher that just that just wasn't going to fly because what I teach is a practice of truth, Mm -hmm. to be embodied in your truth, to express your truth, to see how you feel, to be real. And I, how can I teach that if I'm not embodying that? Yeah. And it's vulnerable as fuck. Yeah. It is, but actually it's what I need, you know, that I'm, I'm a human being who's come to, practices, knowledge, philosophies in my life that have really helped me unwind all of the shite, like all of the grind mind Mm -hmm. of I should be this or who do I think I am to do that? You know, all of these voices that tell me to be perfect, Mm -hmm. that really what embodiment is, is to be so yourself. Yeah. And how did you, how did you, um, what was the sort of transition from being a performer, coming to London to perform, and then starting to step into the role of facilitator? Like what started that transition? 
And mm. when did that start? Was that a while ago? Yeah. Um, so I came to London a little young, hungry performer, singer, just aching to do my thing, which I wanted to do from, I was very young. Mm. 21, I came here. And straight into a massive expansion of my comfort zone. Mm. I'd never had a space where my creativity was really nurtured or my confidence. So I came down, did an audition to sing, but I actually had no self-esteem. So music uni for me was so difficult. Mm. so difficult so much to the point that my voice would regularly cut out on me mm. I'd regularly I'd regularly be in pain I would had to go and see loads of specialists I ended up after graduating um totally losing my voice and needing vocal cord surgery wow so this was back in 2011 and I was literally mute for three months. We tried to heal it without surgery. And that was the biggest fucking initiation into spiritual practice. It's like, who the fuck are you when you cannot do what you've wanted to do for your whole life? Who are you when you can't express in the most natural way that you've done as a child? Who are you when all this hard work I did a film and theatre degree before it who are you in all of your performer multidisciplinary artistry film poetry music like falls to shit and you can't speak so I found this book called you can heal your life yeah by Louise L. Hay. it's very well known in you know spiritual community very <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of it can seem like it's kind of toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing affirmations and stuff like that but what I found very interesting was all about the psychosomatics of when something presents itself in your body there can be a thought pattern that creates that feeling somatically in our tissues emotions in our body yeah and what I'd realized was I'd been suppressing a lot of anger and rage and not speaking my truth. Because, I'm, you know, growing up in patriarchy and certain conditioning, particularly being socialized as a woman, we're not allowed to speak our truth, are we? No. We're not allowed to be angry. We're not allowed to rage. We're not allowed to be messy. We're not allowed to be fucking anything that's not pretty and quiet. So I really started to sit with that and I started to come back into practicing yoga, which I'd done from 16 years old. And it would be on and off because, you know, being a student, trying to afford it, mm. it's not easy, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yoga's, I don't think yoga ever really has been accessible to the mainstream financially, yeah. um, even in a student discount, you know. So I started to practice yoga again. I started going to my local gym and I did it all without speaking. Wow. I did it all without speaking. So I, I just met all this amazing community locally to me without speaking. I would literally write in my phone. Yeah. Right. And so the thing to me that actually really put me on a path was moving my body because I didn't have my voice which was my form of expression which was my way of embodying and connecting to spirit because singing and dancing is the way I connect to spirit you know it's really simple and mm. it's accessible to anyone put some tunes on sing a song um but what happened when I didn't have that I started to go to the gym met amazing community in SE London um where I've always lived <laughs> I'm saf saf east <laughs> <laughs> And then I actually found an amazing teacher. Actually, I need to give her a shout out, Letty Mitchell. Oh, um, yeah. I think her Insta is Body by Letty. Yes, it is. Yeah. Body by Letty. And she was teaching in a gym yeah. in Lewisham. 
and it's mad because we're peers now um but she got me in because she was teaching in a different way than what I'd experienced before yeah she's a dancer she's very embodied and right amazing she really is I, I I watching her practices it's she's amazing I don't know her personally but yeah I so know what you mean that really embodied way of practicing super 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 embodied and she 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 offered it to me in a very different way grounded way and that was just when I was starting to speak again and yeah El, what was the question that was a really long answer <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was no it's it's did I answer it flowing. yeah no you did I was asking you I was asking you um kind of how you transitioned into the 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 role of the facilitator in wellness from the performer ah okay so let's get to that so <laughs> not long not long after that a couple of years I really started to listen to a voice in my head that was like this is not the way this is not the way I was in a relationship that wasn't that wasn't either of our truths mm. and I was working in a bar trying to make it as a musician and I was fucking depressed. Yeah. So even though I'd really started to heal um, my embodiment, practicing yoga with Letty in that different embodied somatic way, um, I'd, I'd started to really sit with and be around people that I hadn't sat with before. And I started to ask deeper questions and I just, I realized that I had to end my five and a half year engagement. Okay. Um, we had a dog mm. and I had to move, I moved, I moved away on, in, um, into my own space. Mm-hmm. And then not long after that, I was like, I need to fucking go. Mm-hmm. So I took myself to India at the encouragement of a really good friend, Sophie. And ended up doing it on my own which I'd never done before and I know it's a fucking cliche like you know (laughs) white privileged you know access to loads of resources let's go to India and fucking find myself you know it is such a cliche um but I really did find so much I just got tingles in my head there Mm. I really did find so much of my own self there you know I'd always kind of relied on other people to find security or to tell me who I was. Mm-hmm. So went there, met the most incredible people who really showed me how much power I had within myself. I learned to ride motorbikes and something I'd never thought I would ever do in my life. Came back and actually was in a relationship at that point as well because this was like a few years this kind of took mm-hmm. and realized I couldn't do what I was doing anymore I'd had all this massive awakening and in, in India like there's so much more to me than I am letting myself be and I started volunteering in a yoga studio in Peckham mm. it's just a great a great wee place and found community, started coordinating the studio, started practicing again with incredible teachers, one of which was Erin Pritchard, who is my ride or die, bad bitch ally, amazing feminist, just really unapologetic. And you know, they say that when you see something in someone, it's part of yourself. They're just a reflection, they're a mirror. And I knew that there was this powerful fucking voice in me. Within a couple of years, I trained with her and slowly transitioned to teaching full-time and facilitating full-time. And that was around 30, 31. Mm. Um, And yeah, that was it. I just started to find my voice in a different way that was serving something bigger than me. It wasn't me and my insecurities about, is my voice good enough or you know, trying to be that perfectionist of the performer, I could just 
share some truth that really resonated with me in spirituality and spiritual teachings and philosophy. It really got me out of that kind of unhealthy ego and into a sense of my voice and my expression is an expression of spirit. I love no. that. I yeah. Love that. Yeah. And you, so you went from kind of teaching, starting off with, with the yoga and now what you offer is, I mean, not that yoga has to be linear, but I would say what you offer now is there's yoga in there for sure. Cause yoga's in everything. Exactly. <laughs> but, but how did you, how did you, um, so I remember one I used to love when in when we were in lockdown taking your classes online and I remember I, I don't know if you remember this I was in the my front room and um I had my yoga mat out and we were doing some kind of dance thing and I remember I just took the yoga mat off the floor and just threw it on the sofa because I just oh my- like, I don't need this <laughs> Do you remember that it was a while ago oh my god Elle, that was when I did body of gold that's the one that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Oh my God. I actually do remember you doing that. And I called you and I was like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Cause yeah, that I, I love that. Cause I would, I'd been used to practicing quite a, I guess you could say like a formal asana type thing. So I really enjoyed your, how, and how did that, how did you come to that? That was that through that embodiment? That's another, I mean, I am, I'm somebody that all of this is already in me. Mm. I'm a firm believer that if you don't surround yourself with people who pull out your true expression, you're going to stay in expressions that you think you should be. And another instrumental teacher for me is Naomi Absalom. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Naomi Absalom. I mean, she is a fucking force. Yes. And and yeah, she's another one of my my mentors um, who... You know, we're friends, we're friends now. You know, when you've had a mentor, though, they'll always be your mentor, even if you don't work with them um, all the time, they're always going to be that instrumental force in your life. And she very much embodies non-linear movement and raw expression. And that was something that she saw in me. Mm. I'll never forget that. She said, you're raw. And that was probably one of the biggest gifts that anyone could have ever given me as a reflection. Mm. She helped me see myself. She saw that, she showed me that that was my gift. And to be in kind of posture, to me, it felt like it was too small. There's so much place for asana and posture. Absolutely, that has been part of my journey. I would never shit on it. There's absolutely room for every expression of every embodiment modality. Absolutely. And, but for me, it it doesn't contain or it cannot contain my expression. Mm-hmm. It's, there, there needs to be something wilder. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit more... I'm a bit more untamed in the way I like to facilitate. So of course I'll facilitate grounding practices, whether that be rest or whether that be through stillness. But for me, it's more always been more about an exploration as opposed to an execution. It's always been more about sensation and expression. And she was definitely someone in her teaching practice and in her facilitation that pulled out stuff that I was already experimenting with. So when I found her, I was already experimenting with that stuff. And yeah, that's when I, and also Simon Borg Olivier, you do know him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Simon Borg Olivier teaches a method called Yoga Synergy Spinal Movement and that really beautiful fluid way of moving with the spine. He's very much, you know, grounded in asana as well and comes from that lineage. Uh, But it's his own interpretation of it. And I like that. I like that. I like when people really find their own way of expressing embodiment because we all are that. We all are. We all have different ways of expressing. And for me, that works. That's a that's kind of. That can hold all of me. Yes. You know. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, no, I, I I love that description. And um, what would you? What are your? If you could share with us, what are your kind of 
non-negotiables, maybe they're daily things you do or maybe they're weekly things you do that keep you well according to the definition of wellness you have now. So I guess that authentic showing up as yourself, like can you share some little things you're working with? Sure. Uh, so the non-negotiable that I'd be fucking mental, crazy, lost my shit if I don't do it every single day. And when I don't, I notice it is journaling. Mm. Literally getting all the voices in my head down and out. Um, <laughs> I call it, I call it purge to the page. Yeah. I've heard that. Or someone else called it rage on the page. Yeah. Rage on the page. That's a nice <laughs> one. Yeah. A purge to the page. That is a practice that really 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 helped me and they speak about it in the artist way and Mm -hmm. I did on mentorships something I bought that book I bought that book when I was 25 and started doing it or actually started doing it when I got back from India but I was way too depressed Mm. Um, and that's when I slowly found myself back into yoga and community uh but journaling it's it's where I find clarity it's where all my ideas come for creativity it's where my poetry flows it's where I really hold myself Hmm. you know it's and if I don't do it kind of quite soon to waking up I find myself very scattered and resentful because the day started to kind of have its way with me instead of me setting my, my time for my day so yeah, my, my page is my way to kind of find my way. Yeah. No and if way. someone and if someone only had, you know, a short amount of time, is that still is that still worth it? If they had five minutes even? Oh, literally. Sometimes ill, that's all I have. Sometimes, you know, I try to get three pages down mm-hmm. and sometimes it's more. But mm-hmm. if you just have five minutes just to literally say, uh, you know, how am I feeling today? Mm. Or I do another thing, like, what does my soul need to say today? Because mm-hmm. it kind of takes you out of grind mind, which is all like to-do lists. Yeah. And I call it grind mind. To-do lists, you know, what ifs, oh, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And I say that it gets me into divine mind. So I'm starting to kind of hear, you know, because it's where it's our inner voice, it's our intuition. It's where we really hear the truth we can filter all that stuff down so you know don't get me wrong I'll still have all that to do shit going and it helps because it just gets it out yeah and it filters it down into okay what's my intention for the day or let me write something that's really you know nurturing me or you know why am I holding myself back in this way I ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. uh, in my journal so I have a dialogue with the page and the thing is you cannot kid yourself when it's right in your face you cannot lie to yourself you'll see the truth going and you'll say a certain thing about yourself or you'll say a certain thing about life or and it really confronts you with is that true you know it helps you really discern your truth and it takes discipline to do it yeah absolutely do you like brushing your teeth now is it just a day literally yeah it's it's like if I don't do that with my coffee so there's a thing called habit stacking I can't remember the name of the book Mm. but if I do it with my coffee and it's so great because I do it outside in the garden which I'm so grateful for that I have a garden again and yeah do it as a ritual yeah and I see it as discipline as devotion that's something I teach my mentees and my my creative community is, yes, it's 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 like okay, I've got to get there and do it. But it's a devotion. It's a devotion to yourself. It's a devotion to your truth. It's a devotion to really finding out what your truth is, and that's the biggest gift we can give someone and other people is to be true to ourselves. Because, like you said before, it encourages other people to do the same. Totally, yeah. and that's how that's how our wellness can have a ripple effect out into the world and benefit other people absolutely yeah so in a way it's quite an individual practice uh but it's also yeah it's a very intimate practice but I also I've got a little thing that I do I write like body mind heart art Mm. work and I segment it sometimes so I make Mm. sure that I am and then so heart is always my relationships so I nurture my relationships in my journal and it'll make me say, oh, I need to reach out to that person and check in with how they are. Or, 
am I coming from my heart? I always want to be coming from my heart. And so I check in with my heart and usually that will soften whatever grind is in my mind mm-hmm. to come back to that place. Cause the heart is always the truth. Yeah. And do you think that's, cause I asked you right at the beginning, are you well? And you said in some areas, yes, in other areas, no. Is that why you know that so intimately because you have that little, how's my heart? How's my um, work or, or, or whatever the other categories you said? Yeah, I think you might be right there, you know. I do, and it's sometimes I don't do that because sometimes I literally just come to the page and I'm super inspired and, like, big poetry will come through. Mm. But segmenting it, it's so great because it's this beautiful, holistic way of checking in with yourself. How's my body? How's my mind? How's my heart? How's my art? How's my work? How's my people? So simple. Yeah, and it makes it maybe for someone who's new to it that makes it a bit more manageable perhaps or just helps them think about what they're really writing about yeah for That's sure really really good advice yeah for sure because you can get so stuck in grind and just talk about everything that's wrong in your life or feel overwhelmed because you feel parts of your life are not being tended to mm. and yeah it's a very it's a beautiful beautiful powerful wellness practice to write mm. Yeah, I must admit, I've let that slip lately. And it, I notice it, the, the difference is is really noticeable when you don't do it. Yeah, for sure. How does that show up for you? Sorry, you're the podcast, but I'm asking know, you questions. Um, just, I think, oh, you know, I just get less inspiration throughout the day. And I think, I think the, to be honest, the main thing has been because I'm pregnant right now and I'm sleeping like shit (laughs) or at least I have been for a long time when my alarm goes off in the morning I do I must admit I lie in bed for a good 20 minutes sometimes and I used to spring out of bed just because that's the kind of person I am and I do that either writing or meditation just a little 10-15 minutes but that's kind of gone to an extra little lie-in yeah yeah and I notice it in that like yeah, it's just having that inspiration. But then I am also starting to find it in other times of the day. But I agree with you that the earlier in the day you can do it, the better. Yeah. Because that's before your day started to get in the way. But but yeah, um, yeah, I do, I, I, I tr- I've been trying to fit it in. And sometimes it's even just moving, as you said, just moving my body. It's not always writing. Yeah. Um, Hello, I hope you are enjoying this episode. If you feel inspired by the conversation we're having to take your well-being journey that little bit further, you can now join Well Actually in Practice, a platform of hundreds of classes ranging from yoga and movement to breathwork and guided meditations to coaching classes and journal prompts. You can even find philosophy talks on there. It's a real 360 for your well-being, and I'm really proud to offer it to you for just £15 a month, which is actually less than the cost of a yoga class right now. And even better, you get to enjoy your first seven days completely free, and it can be cancelled anytime. There's no strings attached. Head to the show notes for the sign-up link to start your free trial or head to www.yogiel.com forward slash well actually. Now, back to the episode. Thanks for sharing that. And it's it's interesting because you're making me think of female health. Mm. And obviously you are, you're literally growing a life inside you. <laughs> your cognitive ability is all down here in your womb space. It does no, feel like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And no wonder, no wonder. And it's actually making me want to share kind of where I'm I'm not feeling well at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks so much for sharing that. Because uh, this is something I'm really, really, really struggling with and even then like I can't write when I'm when I'm on my bleed I can't mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. do it so just when you were speaking there about what's going on in your womb you know and that's for a long period of time so you know they call it like the baby brain maybe baby brain is because it's down there all your processing is happening down in your womb space I think so yeah yeah it's kind of... so when I'm when I'm bleeding I'm going through a lot of pain in my cycle right now mm. and 
I find that, you know, I will, I'm not sure whether someone's going to ring my doorbell right now. So I'm just letting you know that there's some, that, <laughs> that human thing might happen. <laughs> um, people are constantly buying from Amazon in this building and I'm like, stop it, boycott, boycott. <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I do not. I do not. I abstain. Um, maybe you can edit that bit out, else so they don't get any free advertising. Um, <laughs> see, here's the bell. Fucking Amazon. Fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's happening? Never heard me? of them. Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I love about what you shared about is so many, so many mothers will relate to that. Our mothers to be will relate to you, and that I'm sure you know that your wellness practices will have to change. I hope you don't mind me saying that your wellness practices will have to change. It's true. Well, you, well, your wellness practices will have to change because your body's changing and your needs are changing, and therefore rest is rest is your wellness. Maybe in the morning, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, around my bleed, it's particularly day one, day two. All my processing is in my womb. I'm also really struggling with um, painful cycles at the moment, which I go through periodically in my life, mm. um, depending on what circumstances are happening or yeah literally what circumstances are happening and how I'm feeling in myself and I can't write on those two days I literally cannot bring my brain to the page yeah maybe write flashes in my my phone notes of downloads because I do get a lot of kind of downloads yeah literally cannot one painful when I can't sit the pain and two I literally don't have the energy I'm drained yes you know I know that feeling yeah and you kind of on those days and you've got to give yourself that compassion yes there's discipline to doing this writing and all of that but actually you know there's also kind self-kindness and self-compassion that's also caring for your wellness absolutely absolutely and it's not linear and it we can't expect to be able to do the same things every day as women and people who bleed we can't we're sick we're cyclical beings mm-hmm. and this is a huge huge wellness practice for me at the moment is to really remember that and honor that yes and you know I I've rescheduled this podcast four times (laughs) and Elle has been so amazing um a couple of times it was for to, to tend to my PMS and my bleed and a couple of times it was me being in that voice of self doubt (laughs) was like I need to be perfect to show up as I am I need to know what I'm talking about and you know that was that was that part of myself and something that my menstrual health um uh I wouldn't say she's yeah she's a nutritionist and she's she runs a women's circle and I've joined it again is that it's I'm at that point in my cycle where I'm in my spring, which is pre-ovulation, mm-hmm. which relates to the younger little girl, mm. the maiden. Yes. Around 13. And that part of me, I really struggled with when I was younger, you know, that I had to be this perfect image, you know. So when I'm called to do things at that time in my cycle, spring, Mm-hmm. Um, I get that voice of self-doubt I get that yeah. voice of self-doubt and yeah so I nearly backed out of the podcast yesterday didn't I and I'm glad you didn't in the end <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I didn't because what I'm seeing now is how can I hold myself in my deepest wellness it's just to really be with that little girl in yeah. me that didn't feel safe to express you know I got I had moles on my face that I was bullied for one right in my nose and you can still see a little one on my cheek there that actually grew back mm. and around 13 it's weird because she gave me this insight last night when I was like oh I nearly I nearly backed out of something um and she she told me she said and this was incredible her name's Emily Hoyle and mm. she's Emily Nourish You okay. on Instagram and she said perfection is poison for a little girl about to blossom oh I love that isn't that incredible and that just even that just makes my heart like burn and swell with 
so much love and so much compassion for that little one within me that mm. you know she also wasn't held in her period well as well yeah period that's weird I'm literally downloading this as I speak to you she wasn't held at 13 I remember coming on a big school trip to London had a big like always pad on that felt like a nappy I was so tired all I wanted to do was rest and I was in this dorm with everyone and London was great but I really I really just needed to be home with my mum sure oh my god I I remember I started on a school trip it was Hell. Did you? <laughs> one. Oh my love. I actually think that mine was the first time. I'm yeah. not joking. You I do really... just need to be at home with your mum. <laughs> just... And and so at this point in my cycle, which is spring, which is just after the bleed, and it's like that part of your your little girl, you know, she wasn't held when she was bleeding and she didn't feel safe to be herself. Yeah. So whenever I'm called to expand, you know, I've got a voice, I've got stuff to say, mm. you know, that's why you called me on here. And I was so excited. And there was so many shape-shifting little perfectionist things like, oh, I'm looking after my menstrual health, L, or I'm trying not to do too many things at once because that's my wellness practice of going slow and sustainable, which I think we all should do living in the fucking mm. capitalism mm. Um, well, obviously, and that's a privilege thing. Um, I acknowledge my privilege in that, that I can actually do that. Mm-hmm. Um, unearned privilege, of course. But it's it's really it's really shown me how to hold that younger part of myself. And that's what this menstrual health is, all the ways that I was not held or didn't feel safe to be myself or slow down or not be perfect, be messy, you know, be my full expression. Mm-hmm. That's why I love to teach that way because, you know, being in certain postures, it's just almost too constraining for all the versions of myself, all the emotions, you know, the rage, the pain, the grief, the wild, the slut, the selfish, the sexy, all that stuff that we're not allowed to be yeah. in society. And so that's a huge part of my practice is being with my body, being with my younger self through all the the phases because I'm about to come into my summer which is the full bloom mm. it's like is that the ovulation is that that's the ovulation? ovulation that's ovulation when you're out there mm. and really shining mm. and so I was in this kind of just before I'm about to bloom where we have more confidence when we have more estrogen in our bodies I'm just at like okay I really want to do this I really want to do this but there's but this little person in me going mm. it's not safe to be seen because you were bullied and or you know you were told you were too much you know, I always had a big voice and a big, big expression when I was younger, but I was told, you know, I went to certain certain school and, you know, I was told I was too much. I was the drama queen. Mm. And that stays with a little girl. Yeah. It's so rubbish when people say that. Isn't it? It's so rubbish. It's like, what? Yeah, I, I hate that shit. <laughs> Maybe yeah. on that note, actually, I was, um I always like to ask if you, as my guest, have you... Is there anything out there in the wellness world, the wider wellness world that you see and you think like, this is bad news, this is gonna do more harm than good? Mm. It's sold as a wellness thing that's presented as something that's good for you, but actually you suspect might be very bad. Mm. I just think it helps because there's a lot of stuff out there, especially for people who are newer to this world, who might think, oh yeah, everything I see on Instagram is great, but you know, as we know, we've been in it for a while. Not everything is as as um, as real as it might seem, um, if you like. Maybe you just said it. You literally just said it. Nobody is real. Yeah. And when I say nobody, there are people that are real. You're real. I'm real. We show up as that. It's made me think of another word, which is heal. Mm. You know, we're we're constantly told to be healing. And for me, it's absolutely valid and it has its place. You know, healing is a thing. Mm. But when it's sold as this thing, as this problem in you that needs to be fixed, it feels like the healing world is just another mask for self-improvement, fixing yourself, being something different from what you are. Mm. actually 
I really believe, and I am a testament to this in my own practice, messy as fuck showing up, is that to heal, it's actually, you just need to be real. You need to just show up as you are and share where you are. And it's scary to do that mm -hmm. because to be authentic really, really, really um, digs into basic needs. Yeah. Um, Gabor, Gabor Mate speaks about this incredible Gabor Mate. He does. He does. Um, the two basic needs, our two basic human needs are to be safe and to be authentic. Mm. And when we can't find safety in our authentic selves, we're constantly looking to heal or improve or change or fix ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like wellness is going that way and it's scary you know mm -hmm. people are advertising pain points to kind of get people to sign on to things yeah. and it's it's dangerous because all of us have stuff all of us have stuff mm. and it's not about fixing that stuff it's just about being able to be with it and that is not easy and I think that people in spaces who are holding spaces of facilitation need to be very, very mindful. When you come and hold space, whose face are you wearing? Mm. It's so interesting what you just said about pain points. I've literally heard the words in a kind of business, uh, you know, when I've taken like a business training or something, they're like, you need to appeal to people's pain points. Oh, I feel sick. <laughs> and I it jumped out at me as well I was like oh I don't know how there's so many amounts of wrong with that how disgusting is that yeah well it's capitalizing on people's what they it's giving people problems that they don't have as well right exactly and it's like we all have insecurities and the reason why we have insecurities is because of the system that we live in yeah so let's help each other be with that stuff that we've been told makes us not enough Mm -hmm. to me more than anything the more and more and more I be with practice of embodiment expression spirit is it's all about self-acceptance and that is really hard in a world that literally gaslights people's uniqueness mm -hmm. another thing that really needs to happen is we need to honor difference Totally. We need to honor fucking difference. How can we expect us to be in this accepting world if we do not honor difference? You know, I'm trying to create a change in a workplace right now. I facilitate well-being in a big corporate company. Mm. I'm kind of half doing that and half doing mentoring and community I'm going through a slow career transition which I like because it makes it not overwhelming and I'm I've been working on a body of work for a few years that's coming out in autumn mm. which I'm so excited about but right now I'm like right whilst I'm doing in this world still I'm going to make a fucking change mm. and what I want to see is men and women and people who bleed are different we're different. We cannot expect to function in the same way. So what I want to see is unlimited paid menstrual health leave for women and people who bleed. Mm. Mm. So I'm actually having a meeting next week wow. with the head of women's health at this fucking global company. I'm going to fuck shit up there in the best way. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited because I literally just had enough. Last week, I called them and I said, I can't come in today. They love me in person. They love me because I'm literally just this person that walks into the office and is like, right, okay, what are we fucking doing today? You know, I swear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I swear, which I'm like, I'm really sorry, don't tell the bosses, but you know, <laughs> what can I say? And I'm always very honest about my human experience and it's refreshing. But recently I had to just say, I cannot show up. I cannot be the facilitator of wellness that we're all conditioned to see as wellness, always being okay, always being fit and well and healthy. Mm. I 
really need to rest. And that's my wellness. And I actually had to cancel class. And then I thought, and one of the women is actually changing over. She's about to go on maternity. And she's looked after me so much. This company is incredible. Mm. And I said, I need to, I need to make a change here. I cannot. And they have menopausal awareness there they've got a room of like different pads and lots of different sizes of black trousers for women people who bleed for menopause and I'm like where's the fucking menstrual health Mm. so I'm having a meeting next week about it that's amazing yeah and that's the thing I think gender is a big issue right now in the world of division you know and it's, I see, I see, I just see so many people not being able to be in the body that they're in. And I'm including trans people in that mm. who cannot be in the body they're in and, can't, and don't feel comfortable in their own skin because it's not honored. You know, mm-hmm. people's different bodies are not honored. I couldn't agree more. You know, and there's always a scapegoat. There's always a scapegoat in society for what's wrong with society. It's always a demographic of people. And I'm sick of it. We need to honour difference. And something my collective said, I need to big them up. Incredible, incredible space holders, Zoe Leadley Mead, their um, Space to Reflect UK. They're in space to reflect UK. They're incredible. They're incredible. Um, Poet, beautiful words on embodiment and queer expression and non-binary philosophy. Mm. And I asked my community last week, which is actually the body of work I'm birthing again in autumn, what, what is the most fulfilling, enriching life worth living in society and they said this they said to be interconnected in the beauty of our uniqueness Mm, I love that isn't that just like that connected in the beauty of our uniqueness I love that isn't that incredible yeah and for me that's it it's unique expression that is the medicine and to police other people's expression or to tell people that they shouldn't feel the way they feel. And this can be for anything, anyone, anybody. That's not healing. That is not real. <sighs> so, yeah, I think a small step I can make in the lived experience that I'm in, in the body that I'm in, as a woman, cis-hit woman, is to try and change that. Yes. Because I think when we honour a demographic that's been oppressed for so fucking long, it's only going to be a ripple effect for everybody else who is oppressed. Yes. Just let fucking women and people who bleed rest. Yeah. and then look at that change yeah it can ripple out to the rest mm-hmm. because it's a system men are oppressed within this too mm-hmm. and it's not about being against each other it's about look at this system that we live in it's oppressing all of us totally Men feel like they need to be the breadwinner all the time, be strong all the time, don't cry. Mm-hmm. So therefore women are not allowed to be emotional because men are not allowed to be emotional. Mm. See, this is something that is another thing in the wellness world is I feel like emotions are not honored. It's like, let's just be with the mind, let's calm and control. And it's like, no, let's just let it out. So that's what somatic work 
that's why somatic work is so incredible because you're actually working with internal experience and sensation and actually being with emotion and letting it move through whether you're primal screaming or having a cry or you know being in pleasure and dancing it's it really really works the whole expression of a body Mm. that feels Mm. and yeah being real is what's going to heal us all and really just allowing each unique individual to be who they are Mm. self-acceptance and collective acceptance and is that um you've got i know you have a um we call it a workshop an immersion coming up in june it's in june right i do oh bless you thank you for asking is me that now. is that is that kind of is this the message is this kind of what you're because it's called hold your own voice yeah tell yeah. us the date of it oh my love thank you so much for asking it's june 17th yes and it's in an incredible church and it's for everyone everyone is welcome there's lots of people already gathering women men non-binary humans and it's really about holding your own and letting yourself be known Mm. and to be in a space where every expression is welcomed that's total medicine and what I teach as a medicine for perfection is raw expression so literally sharing exactly where you're at how you feel, being real. And that's actually what is healing. There's nothing that you need to do other than to be who you are in this moment Mm. and letting it be enough. And it's vulnerable because we live in a world where it's not safe for that to happen. Yes. So I'm creating a space of safety where we can be true to ourselves and we really tend to those basic needs, basic human needs. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited for that. It's inspired by Kay Tempest, who mm. I met recently and they wrote You're in right my book, Hold Your Own. Yeah, Kay Tempest. Mm. Like, so they wrote they wrote a song, they wrote a song called Hold Your Own. And I wrote a response to it years ago called I Am My Own. And then I went to see them recently. I actually went with Zoe, who I was just speaking about there. And I met Kay and I told them how much they've influenced and really, you know, what they really showed me and what I've really been nurturing myself as well is perfection and performance is, is not what we need. We need connection and raw expression. And I told Kay that and they wrote in their book, Francesca, Hold Your Own. I was like, that is such a blessing, such a blessing. And actually it's in Broccoli. It's in St. John's Church in Broccoli where Kay grew up. So it's just like a full circle moment. Beautiful. And I really, really want as many people to be there that are just open to this and to receive this because I've written a, I've written a poem for it, Elle, and it's fucking like makes me cry when I read it makes me cry and it makes me feel high at the same time yeah um and it, yeah, it's going to be three and a half hours of absolute medicine expression it's my first one since the pandemic so I think all this kind of perfectionism is coming up because I'm only coming back out into the world I've been behind the scenes nurturing a huge body of work that is literally my heart and soul with a small community of people and we live it we breathe it and part of hold your own voice is a flavor of it Mm. loads of them are going to be there and you'll just meet my people and really it is you cannot hold your own without being held by others and you cannot be yourself without being around others where it's safe to be yourself Mm -hmm. you know community is the healing and true community is the healing I wrote today um perfection is a false form of protection community what did I say Perfection is a false form of protection. Community and being myself around them is my truest medicine. Mm. Something like that, paraphrasing myself. That's lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that, Francesca. That was just beautiful. I feel so inspired. Oh, 
Thank you so much, Ellen. And th thank you so much for letting me be a messy human. Not hey, only oh, not only with my menstrual health stuff and really, you know, honoring my woman, um, but also just letting me be messy in the perfectionist, which can really sabotage me. I think you do incredible work. Mm. I was honored to be asked. And not in a space of ego, like I really vibe with you, you know, you're yeah. my person and I love how you keep it real and just thank you for supporting me and asking about my work and yeah, giving me a platform to speak and share. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everyone. And I am so grateful to Francesca for her honest sharing in this episode. I hope it's inspired you to step into a space of radical honesty, which really is the springboard from which the true healing actually begins. Francesca is hosting a workshop this month called Hold Your Own Voice, which will take place on Saturday the 17th of June at St John's Church in South London. I have added a link to the show notes where you can sign up. Do be sure to sign up now to avoid disappointment as the last spaces will fill up quickly. And that's all for this week. As ever, please do share this episode with your friends on your socials and always, always feel free to send me a message on Instagram to let me know who you'd like to hear on next or if there are any topics that we haven't yet covered that you'd like to know more about. That's all for this week's episode. I will see you next Thursday. Have a wonderful day.